ask a favor today because it is Family Sunday. Parents, can you grab your kids and bring them in and sit with you? That'd be awesome. Because we love the kids to, sh- to hear some of these testimonies as well. So if we can do that today, if, parents, if kids, you can sit with your parents, that would be awesome. Um, and then May's also got something that she wants to bring because it is like testimony and sharing. And, and May said, I've got something that the Lord's given me. So uh, we're going to look forward to that as well. Um, the other thing that I just want to announce just briefly um, for those that know her is that Dawn Boggan has passed away. So, you know, Brian passed away, what, six, eight weeks ago? Or... Oh, was that long ago? Okay, yeah, okay, it was four, f- four months ago. Wow, Tom disappears. Uh, but Dawn just passed away on Wednesday. She went to Ladies Wednesday morning. Um, she went home and she suffered a heart attack or something and um, went home to the Lord and she's with Brian. She's not separate from Brian anymore, hey? So just uplift their family before the throne of grace because it's tough when you lose both parents. Um, but it happens sometimes, doesn't it? When one partner goes and you're so close, the other one goes too. So um, so that's good from that point of view, yeah. Um, okay, Max. Max was going to share a bit of a testimony today. Come on, Max. Woo! It's out of your microphone. It's all good. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> well, I didn't think I was going to do this, but anyway. Um, probably 15 years ago, um, I was working at work and at the time I, I was heavily involved in athletics and um, we were moving a, a cover off a, a planer and, and my back went and in that time I was in a lot of pain. Anyway through physio and, and uh, a long time off it came good and anyway um, I went and tried back in athletics and didn't do as good as I wanted to but I hung in there. I learnt that my goal wasn't for the life of this world of through athletics. My goal was for running for the Lord Jesus Christ. It is through him that all things are possible. And anyway, two years ago when that um, so-called coronavirus came and landed its feet on this ground my back went again I went to the doctor he said we'll get some um, tests done And anyway I couldn't wait around I couldn't wait it was just too much pain I went I knew Trish and Bruce from way back I went to Bruce Instantly, I mean instantly, it was healed. It was. I went back to the doctor because it was already arranged to go back there to him. He said to me, why you walk like that for? I said, like what? He said, like that, you're walking normal. And I said, the Holy Spirit healed me. And he says, he what? Did he blow on you? And I said, no, 
the Holy Spirit didn't blow me, he worked through me. He said, if you come back in this office again, I will send you straight down to Brisbane. In that time, I have had a few niggles with the back. It is not... It is not my doings, it is my doings, because I'm not focusing on God. If I focus on God completely, it'll stay good. And that's the thing, we need to be focusing, we need to be growing right now in the Lord Jesus. There's nothing to stop us from growing now. We need to be there with him. Peter was walking on water, reaching out to Jesus. He took his eyes off a split second and he started to sink. Don't do that for here for us now. We need to be with the Lord Jesus. Thank you. Has anyone else got a healing testimony or another testimony of some description? Heather? Right. I don't know, but on Thursday night at advance, I saw Ruth jump in because Sue had a bad neck and Ruth jumped in and prayed for Sue on Thursday night, didn't she? Yes. Okay. Um, okay, so last week I went to a healing workshop that Bruce was running and um, so we went through a whole lot of different things and we got to a point in it where Bruce said... I just want to show you something. He, he'd been going through different aspects of healing. And Bruce said, okay, for instance, if Heather had a sore right shoulder, and I said, well, actually I do. And um, he said, be healed. And guess what? I was. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. Cookie, you want to share something? I've had a bit of a, um, a, a rough time over the last uh, a few weeks, especially coming here. I know a lot of you from other places, but um, I have found since coming here to Restoration that uh, it's a great place of fellowship. Uh, and I, I, I really mean that. It's uh, a place of acceptance regardless of your background and believe you me, I've had a, <laughs> a pretty rough one. Um, and probably too many names to, uh, to mention but... Um, there are some people here that uh, deserve that, including my old mate Martin, who I've known for 25 years. And um, he's put up with me all that time. <laughs> and um, 
and he's given me a lot of help recently in the in the physical in the natural uh yeah and i have to mention joe wherever joe is oh there she is <laughs> uh joe has put up with me through thick and thin and uh, it's, it's meant a lot to me. At times I haven't liked it and she knows that. <laughs> she's, she's been a pain in the neck. But, but um, it's, 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 it's been good. Uh, there's others, prayer. Oh, look, there's too many to mention. Uh, Wayne, who wears a tie. Oh, man, why does anyone want to wear a tie? <laughs> uh, 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 Bruce, sorry, did I say Wayne? Yeah. <laughs> why would anyone want to wear a tie? Look, hey, I've got patches on my jeans. I ride a Harley Davidson. Oh, man, come on. <laughs> I really do love this place, Tim. I, 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 I really do. It's um, a great place of worship. It's a great place of uh, uh, fellowship. So thank you all. Jesus loves people, amen? It seems to be the season of shoulders for some reason or other. Um, a couple of Fridays ago, Trevor and I were out at Jinjin and uh, we went and saw Kay and Dave in the house of prayer and healing there. There was a lady there at a crook shoulder and she was heading off to um, see the doctors about doing something about it. Anyway, we just said, well, let's pray. So we prayed, and she could hardly move her arm. It was not good at all. But anyway, at the finish, we're going, well, now try it out. She's going, oh, that's good. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's great. So another shoulder healed over the last few days. Thank you. Oh. Right, if we're going to do shoulders, I'll talk about mine. <laughs> Last Sunday, um, I'd been suffering shoulder pain for a couple of weeks actually, but the last couple of days before last week, it got so bad, my arm actually felt like it had been severed and then reconnected and it didn't feel part of my body and the pain came from right up here all the way down to my fingertips which were tingling and numb and the pain was horrific I couldn't lift my arm any higher than that and um, was obviously making things very difficult to even just drive the car was painful for me so I came up the front for prayer we were waiting for Bruce but he was busy praying for someone else so I said Trish have a go <laughs> and she prayed for my arm and um, within 
her, well, she hadn't even finished praying and 90% of the pain had gone. And I said to her, look at this. And, um, yeah, and over that, that, as the day went on, the pain had all gone and I can move. I've got full range of my whole arm. Praise God. I think that's the encouragement, isn't it? Because it's the, it's the Holy Spirit that works through you, you know, and it is the day of the saints. It's the day of the saints. And that's one of the things the Lord has been speaking to me about time and time again, that this move of God, which is, which is full of His love and His hope and His joy, is about His, His Spirit moving through His body. It's not about a particular man or woman. It's not about a particular place. It's about His body. Amen? So be available. Because you are the only Jesus maybe that someone may meet. You might be the only one. So be available to share, be available to pray, be available to minister. Because we're all ministers of the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen? I think we need to be reminded about that sometimes. Amen. Is there anyone else got another testimony before May comes and shares her word with us this morning? Thank you. Thank you. Um, anyone that knows my mum knows that she's very tenacious. Um, two weeks ago, she uh, had a bowel blockage, an obstruction, and she was in agony. She was in so much pain. Um, we'd done everything that we knew how. She'd, it, this has happened um, routinely over her lifetime because she'd had an operation many years ago and bowel removed. But she was in a bad place, and I knew it, and my sisters knew it. And um, we were watching her. I'd watched what they did at the hospital last time she was there. And um, I was very hesitant to send her off with an ambulance because I truly believed if I did that she would not come back again. Uh, she was in a bad way. Um, so I said to Bruce, I'm, I'm just got to go. I've just got to go. And um, I, I slept at my mum's and I watched every movement and, and did what the Holy Spirit showed me to do. And I thank, Bruce, I thank um, Tim for saying what he just did because it's the Holy Spirit. It's God. It's nothing that we are. It's only being willing to let him use us. You need to have a heart to want to be used and he will do it. He's looking for people. His eyes are roaming this earth, watching for people that are willing to be used. So this on, on the, I think, Wednesday night, um, my sister said, Trish, you need to call an ambulance. They leave everything up to me because I've done a bit of nursing in my life and I'd done everything else and I got to a point I said mum you know what I have got no idea what to do I don't want you to go to hospital I've got no idea so let's just pray and let's believe that God will show us I said try and have a sleep it was 9 a.m not yeah 9 p.m and I said try and have a sleep and at 10 o'clock I'm making the decision I thought, I so much don't want this to happen, but if it has to happen, then I, I don't want to be responsible for things happening here in the house and not having sent her to somebody else that can help more. Um, we knew that we could, once she'd gone, that she'd be out of our hands and that we weren't going to be able to be any more part of her care. And I love her with all that I am. So at nine o'clock, she fell asleep and I watched her and I prayed over and I prayed two and a half hours over her, just praying and praying and praying and believing in the spirit that God would shift, that God would shift this obstruction. And she woke up at 11, at 12.30 and she said, she looked up, she woke up and she looked at the clock and she said, looks like I'm not going to hospital. <laughs> I said, oh, mommy, you're awesome. 
And then I heard her say, as she went back to sleep, I heard her say, God, I can't do it. I can't do it anymore. You've got to do something. And an hour later, God moved. <laughs> and that obstruction started to shift. And I just praise God because he's, he's amazing. He's amazing. To have watched what he did and to be there and to watch every part of that because it was for weeks and she's still very weak and she's still, she's still got a ways to go. But I just praise God for her level of faith and a faithful God that answers our prayers. Bless you, Lord. You know, that song that we sang today is so true. You know, we change the words from I to, to we because sometimes we need to join our faith together. You know, some of us have seen addicts delivered. You know, everything that we sang, you know, we've, we've seen. And so we join together, amen. And we are built up and encouraged by the, by the testimonies that people share, amen. May's got a couple of testimonies and then she's got something that she wants to share with us this morning. How exciting. I love testimonies and my husband especially loves them. <laughs> Um, I would like to share a couple of um, testimonies that are um, body ministry type of um, testimonies. The first one comes from Childers, Childers Night that we were there a couple of weeks ago, I think. Um, and we were worshipping. It was awesome worship. And I felt to ring a friend um, who was in um, uh, down in New South Wales who was going through several level, quite a few levels of grief. And um, I felt to ring her and just um, leave the worship on for her. And um, after a while, I spoke to her and I just said, you know, how are you going? And she said, wow, she said, just before you rang, I couldn't, I was so, I was so full of anxiety that I couldn't breathe. And, and I was struggling with breath and I was crying out to God and then you rang me and the worship came through. So that was body ministry. We were worshipping Jesus and, um, and God healed her. Just took, her breath came back, she began to breathe. So thank you, Jesus, for that. Then the other one happened on a Friday night and we were in a prayer meeting and I'd been asked to, to pray, uh, I'd been asked to um, ask if the, the group would pray for a guy called Ron who lives in, um, in Brisbane. He was rushed to a hospital. His scans revealed multiple stones in his kidneys. Um, and so Friday night we prayed for Ron. And um, a week later I got a, an email from um, my friend who had passed this information on to me. And it said, and the title of it is, Thank You for Being the Real Deal. And it goes on, a big thanks to Jesus, you and all the friends up your way who prayed for me with my kidney problems. Last Tuesday, I went and had a scan on my kidneys for the, doc for the doctor at the QE2 so he could use ultrasound to break up my kidney stones into manageable sizes. And yesterday, I went to my doctor to get the results of the ultrasound and the result was no sign of stones in either kidney no action required thank you Jesus that's our Jesus awesome thank you Jesus 
So what I want to actually talk to you about, and I'm going to just briefly talk to you about three things. I'm not going to harbour on them because uh, they're not worth harbouring on. <coughs> Sorry. Um, but um, there's... But I have seen an element of this through this nation of Australia. And I just wanted to bring it to your attention, but I have an antidote that I want to share with you. The first one is fear. Fear shuts people down. Fear locks you down. And it's controlling, it's contagious. And the opposite of fear is faith. Um, Gideon is an example of fear in the wine press. He was there hiding away from the enemies, grinding his wheat until um, the angel of the Lord came and spoke to him and spoke to him and told him who he was, who he is. And that is the focus that we need to know, who we are in Christ. The second thing is fatigue. Now, if you've been sick, you know, fatigue can overwhelm you. I'm not talking about that sort of fatigue. I'm talking about an extreme tiredness, a lack of energy that affects us mentally and also shuts us down from doing what the Lord has purposed in your life to do. And then the third thing I want to talk about is fatalism. That's accepting inevitability of the enemy's plans. It is a hopelessness and it's an um, over before you even start. So why bother praying when the enemy's already won is the, is the mindset of fatalism. I want to give you an example of the opposite of fatalism. 1939, 20,000 Russian soldiers gathered on the Finnish-Russian border and they were about to overtake Finland as their own possession. 4,000 Finnish soldiers stood before these 20,000 Russian soldiers. One of them was my dad. And they stood. They could have said, okay, they're too big, too much, we're over and done with, just take it, you know, um, fatalism. But they didn't. There's a quality in Finland that we call sisu. So I'm going to teach you a Finnish word, sisu, S-I-S-U. It is tenacity of purpose and grit. It is an acting rationally in the face of adversity. Every Finn knows what sisu is. If you know a Finn, tell them you have sisu and they will hug you, maybe. <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> Finns don't hug, <laughs> uh, except this one. <laughs> Um, so, sisu, sisu is a quality of Finnish, but I believe that each one of you, brothers and sisters, who are filled with the Holy Spirit, have sisu in you. You have guts, you have grit, and you have tenacity of purpose. I am believing that for you. You know, there's another thing that happens, you know, there's, um, we can say that, um, oh, it's attack of the enemy. But you know, our greatest enemy is our thoughts. It actually holds us back. It creates things. We create things with our words and our thoughts. A few years ago, many, many years ago, Trev used to work away from home. And this one particular day, I decided to have a shower and I locked all the doors, locked the bathroom door, and I was in the bathroom and I heard a noise. And then I heard another noise. And then I thought, there's someone outside. There's someone trying to get in. 
and it got bigger and bigger. I became so petrified that I sat on the floor weeping quietly because, you, don't, you know, that person might hear me, I'm in there. And so I got so petrified, so full of anxiety and I'm sitting there and I sat there for an hour, over an hour on the floor, terrified. And then I heard the Lord say, do you trust me? And then he said, I want you to face your fears. So I opened the door, unlocked the door. I unlocked all the doors. I walked through the house. And then I walked around the house outside. There was nothing there. It was all in my thoughts. I had built up so much fear in my mind that um, it locked me up, literally locked me up. So the thing is, what is God saying? We, that's where we need to always go to. What, God, are you saying about this situation? God, what are you saying? And what are the prophetic words over this nation for Australia? What are you saying about this nation? There are so many awesome prophetic words that are spoken over this nation. And, um, and that's what we need to take hold of. Not what the situation is or what it looks like now, but to take hold of the prophetic word that God is saying. The antidote to this poison of fear, fatigue and fatalism I would like to share is in uh, Psalms 112. And it's from the Passion Translation. And it's, um, it's the title of it is The Triumph of Faith. <laughs> and um, I'll, I'll read the, from verse 2. Everyone who loves the Lord, their descendants will be prosperous and influential. Every generation of the righteous will experience his favour. I'm standing on that for my kids and for my children and children's children and my great-grandchildren that they will be influential and they will be, um, and that God's favour is upon them. Great blessing and wealth fills the house of the wise, for their integrity endures forever. Even if darkness overtakes them, sunrise brilliance will come bursting through. That's my expectation, not the darkness around, but the brilliance, sun brilliance coming through. Because they are gracious to others, so tender and true. Life is good. I say that. Life is good for the one who is generous and charitable, conducting affairs with honesty and truth. Their circumstances will never shake them. Sissel, that's Sissel. And others will never forget their example. Seven and eight, they will not live in fear or dread of what may come, for their hearts are firm, ever secure in their faith. And again, a, a, a second time it says, steady and strong, they will not be afraid, but will calmly face their e every foe until the foe um, goes down in defeat. Amen. And never stingy and always generous to those in need. They lived lives of influence and honour that will never be forgotten. For they were full of good deeds. There is a last verse there, verse 10. 
It speaks of the wicked whose hope dies and dreams fade. But brothers and sisters, that's not us. Our hopes are alive. We are the victorious bride. And uh, this is a decree that we need to be standing on. That in uh, Job 22 it says, Thou shalt also decree a thing and it shall be established unto thee and the light shall shine upon thy ways. But there is a key to all of this. It's in verse 1. Shout in celebration of praise to the Lord. Everyone who loves the Lord and delights in him. This is speaking of relationship. When you delight in something, it's because you are, you know, you, you know, you know this thing so well. You know this person so well. Um, everyone who loves the Lord and delights in him will cherish his words and be blessed beyond expectation. The key is praise because it takes your focus away from your circumstances around you. It takes you away from your f- the fear, the fatalism, the whatever it is. It takes you away from that. It focuses on Jesus and his words, whether it's the prophetic words, whether it's um, the Psalms 125, his word is alive. And so, you know, focusing on these things takes us, you know, totally different view of of life in general and takes us away from from any darkness because God is a God of light and truth. Ponder these verses. Take some time. Do one verse a day if necessary and just ponder that. What does this look like in my life? What does this look like? What does it look like to to have that sunrise brilliance come through in my circumstances, Lord. What does this look like? Speak this over yourself, over your children, over the church, over this nation. And let us be known to be a people of Holy Spirit sisal. Yeah. Tenacity of purpose and grit, delighting and praising our Jesus. Amen. Oops, microphone slip up. Sissel, Sissel. Sissel. Hey, I just want to share something with you. Sissel. Woo! Get some Holy Spirit tenacity. Hey, no place for fear. You know, the thing about fatigue too, hey, is that because we're a three-part being, we're spirit, soul, and body, you know, if you are emotionally fatigued, it can start to affect you spiritually. If you are physically fatigued, it can start to affect you spiritually. We, like, you have to make sure that you look after the three-part being that you are. Amen? I just want to share something before we sing a song today. Because for, for me, in my prayer time of late, the Lord has really been speaking about uh, prayer and worship, prayer and worship, prayer and worship. And I want to um, hold this up. I put this headset on because I haven't got three hands. Um, so this was given to us, and it was uh, delivered uh, kind of in person a couple of weeks ago when Peter and Lee were up here as part of a Hope Ministries and getting ready. So this was delivered to us um, in this region as part of a prophetic word about striking the ground, break, breaking the ground, and opening the wells. Is there anyone else excited? Oh, woo! 
fire in the hole kind of stuff. Come on. Woo! Oh, come on. Worship and prayer are vital. Amen? They're so vital. And yet the Australian church is so lethargic when it comes to worship and prayer. I was thinking yesterday was our national day of prayer and fasting. I'm thinking we struggled to get, um, you know, there was, a, there was another gathering in Bundaberg from another couple of fellowships, but we really struggled to get 100 people that were actually fasting and praying tomorrow, uh, like yesterday for Bundaberg. I'm thinking, where's the 2,500 Christians? In Australia, there's like 2.5 million Christians. Where are the Christians? You know, where, where are they at such a time like this when our nation is the way that it is? Can I just get a little bit robust for a minute? Are we okay with, baby, with babies being aborted on the table? Are we okay with marriages being destroyed? Are we okay with some of the edicts that are coming from government? Are we okay with this stuff? Because there's this spirit of apathy and complacency in our nation, the she'll be right, mate, attitude that has come into the church and it's got to get kicked out. We need some Holy Spirit sizzle. That's what we need. Some tenacity. That's the kind of stuff we need. And God is inviting us as a people to worship and pray. And I think the thing is that we don't actually realize the power of prayer and worship. I think that's what it is. I think we have this like unbelief in us somewhere that says it's not the circumstance is not going to change. So I won't bother. And yet, you know what? That's exactly a lie of the enemy. Are we going to believe the lie of the enemy? Or are we going to be a people that stand on God's word? I've been hearing lately, as the Lord said to Moses, to say to Pharaoh, let my people go that they may worship me. That was not just to excuse me, sir. Um, just wondering if you could just please let the people of God go so, you could, uh, so, so we can worship. No, there was some sizzle in that too. Let my people go that they may worship me. It is a declaration from heaven that Moses passed on to Pharaoh. And with everything, every time he said it, and Pharaoh's going, <laughs> let my people go that they may worship me. And then Pharaoh puts his nose up again, not realizing that our God is almighty, all-powerful, the one who spoke and created. He flung the stars into space. The one who, you know, he created all things and by his will they were created. Let my people go that they may worship me. And if you want to step into pride and start to resist God, you're in a dangerous ground. And that's exactly what happened to Pharaoh. He was a proud man that could not humble himself and so God had to humble him. But that's the cry. And I just want to share really just five quick scriptures because... We have to understand that our battles are won in worship and prayer. Yes, there are some times as we pray that God says, I want you to do that. I want you to step out. David, David would inquire of God and, and he would get strategies. I'm not saying that we don't need to do stuff at times, but what I am saying is the foundation of everything has to be prayer and worship. Because what prayer and worship does is it puts a dependency upon God. You see, what, what our society has done to us is we try and work our way out of it. We try and figure out a way. But that is not the answer. The answer is total trust and total dependency on the Lord. 
You know, and sometimes there's the up and downs and sometimes there's a few left to rights. I just, when I'm seeing Darren sitting there, I'm thinking about that encounter that he had with the man on like the white horse. And, you know, he lost sight of the white horse. It was going up and down. It was going round corners, you know, but then the horse kept appearing. Sometimes we go through circumstances where we just don't understand where left from right is. And that is the times when we, when we often default to try and take it on, on ourselves. But what we actually need to do is position ourselves in prayer and worship. So I just want to see these, these quick verses. And, you know, yesterday's prayer was powerful. I'm not just saying it. It actually was. You could feel it in the atmosphere. Gaylene came in. She was like only there for the last hour. And she came in and she had a word for us. And she said, I just feel like God is saying to everyone who has been here today, that you've been like David and you've had your slingshot and you have killed some Goliaths. That's, things are happening in the spiritual realm. Our battle is not against flesh and blood. It doesn't matter what you see with your eyes. Things are happening in the spiritual realm. And we need the faith and we need the sisal. That's going to be my new word. Along with shakarabakia rabasundaraba. Sisal. Hey, in Exodus 14, sorry, I'm just, I get excited sometimes. Exodus 14, put yourself in their position. Exodus 14, the army behind, the water in front. You are hedged in from both angles. And the Lord's, Lord's told Moses, and he said to the people, do not be afraid. Stand firm. And you will see the salvation of your God. Now move out from here. You see, put the focus back on, back on the Lord. Not looking at the army behind, not looking at the sea ahead, but stand firm. And you will see the deliverance of the Lord. Whoa, there's my eyes again. They moved forth and of course there was deliverance. David in Psalm, David in Psalm 27 David in Psalm 27, he says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Whom shall I be afraid? When evil doers come against me to devour me, my foes and my enemies stumble and fall. Though an army deploys against me, my heart will not be afraid. Though a war breaks out against me, I will still be confident. He could only say that because he was looking to the Lord. He could only say that because he was a worshipper and he was totally dependent upon God. Because in any other circumstance, he would have not, he, he would have not been in that place. Amen? 2 uh, Chronicles 20, Jehoshaphat, same thing again. Stand firm and you will see the deliverance. Stand firm and you will see the salvation. And they actually called the praise people. They actually called the worshippers. And they went ahead and they began to praise the Lord. And the battle was won in praise and worship. Amen? Paul and Silas in prison. The battle was won in praise and worship. You know, Ephesians 6, when it says to stand firm, Scripture is full of examples where the battle is won in praise and worship and prayer. And God is encouraging us to be a people that will stand together and worship and pray. And, you know, that might get a little bit uncomfortable because I, when I was praying into that yesterday, I saw just like messy church. Are we okay for messy church? 
Are we okay for messy church? When we start worshipping and people start groaning, there was a groan in the spirit yesterday that words could not express. Are we okay if we start to hear groans? Are we okay if we start to see tears? Are we okay when we start to hear shouts? Are we okay with these things? Because God is calling us for this region that is ours because he gave it to us as his people to strike the ground, to worship and to pray. The enemy always wants to keep us separate and isolated because even he knows when people get together, he's in a whole world of trouble. So I want to encourage you today, we're just going to worship through a song. I want to encourage you today to leave your seat. I want to encourage you to stand next to a brother and sister. You know, chairs are only made to sit on. It's true. I want to encourage you to leave your seat. I want to encourage you to begin to worship. Yes, there'll be some words on the screen that we're going to worship with, but I want to encourage you just to sing, also sing the song that's in you. And if that's a cry for help, if that's a declaration of faith, if that's a groan that even words cannot express, then just let it come. Amen? Are we okay? We've been encouraged by testimonies. We've been encouraged by a great word from May, and God is saying, what are we going to do with that? Are we going to live last week the sa- this week the same as we did last week? Or are we going to allow the Holy Spirit con- to continue to birth a faith and a hope and an expectation in our hearts? Amen? Yeah? What about just, we just stand together, hey? Let's pray. You begin to pray. You don't need me to pray for you. Come on. You were given a voice. You were given a voice for a purpose. Come on. Let it out. Let it out. Let it out. Come on. Everyone, let it out. Just begin to let it out. Oh. Jesus, thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Lord, we want to thank you that you have not given us a spirit of fear. You haven't given us timidity, but you've given us power. You've given us love and a sound mind. And I just declare that, God, today. We declare that over ourselves. We declare that over our brothers and sisters. We declare that over this household of faith in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord. Oh, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus.